Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. In a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. What we want to talk about today is I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt you. You know, and, and with this concept, um, we want to look at things from God's perspective. Um, we want to look at things of, you know, we want to see how God feels. We want to see how uh, God really tries to provide when we accuse him of not providing. You know, there's a phrase that says, if you love something, uh, you'll always protect it, right? You'll always protect what you love. And in protecting what you love, sometimes the thing that you love may not understand why you're doing what you're doing. So let, let's think about it like this. Here's an example. Uh, there was a guy, he was around 19 years old, and he was seeing this young lady. I think she was uh, in her 20s, and he was like 19 or 20. And so, you know, they started they started dating, and uh, he lost his leg in an accident. I forget if it was a car accident or what type of accident it was, but he lost, he lost his leg. And for the rest of his life, pretty much, um, you know, he couldn't pay to get a prosthetic leg. Uh, his insurance wouldn't cover it. So, I mean, he, so he just had to be on crutches. Right. So, uh, after the accident, uh, his girlfriend at the time, the same girl, uh, one day just left. I mean, just, I mean, she told him, she said, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave. She said, I need to go and I'm going to make some more, I'm going to make some more money for us. And so, but she didn't just leave, you know, to another state or maybe to the next town over. She left the country, right? She left the country and she said, well, and this was pretty much right after the accident. So she said, you know, I'm leaving the country and I'm going to leave and I'm going to make more money for us. And she, I mean, she, she just left and the guy, he said, I wanted to believe her, but he said, I didn't. So he said, before she left, we broke up before we left, before she went on her trip. Um, and so, and so really, if you think about it from his perspective, think about what he's thinking, you know, okay, I just lost my leg. So are you leaving just cause this happened, right? You got to think about things from his perspective. So she, she leaves, they break up. A while, you know, passes by and he gets a knock on the door and he, you know, gets his crutches, uh, goes up to the door, opens the door and she's right there and she hits him on the arm and she says, you need to get up and you need to go to the hospital. There's a, there's a prosthetic leg waiting there for you. And he said, well, how's that possible? And she said, I went away and I didn't give you the reason why I went away, but she said, I... I went away to make more money so that you could walk. Right? So she was protecting the thing that she loved. But from his perspective, what was he thinking? Oh, she she just dipped. She's just gone. You know, she just said deuces, right? So in his mind, he was thinking, 
okay, this girl, she doesn't care about me at all. When I needed her, after I lost my leg, she was gone. So she doesn't care. But her whole thing was, I'm not going to explain to you why I'm leaving, but I'm doing it for you. So you protect what you love. So think about it from God's perspective. Don't we do the same thing to the Lord? The Lord, you know, in times where we feel like we need him the most, times where we feel like we wish he was here, times where we feel like we feel like he's not here and we cry to him, we pray to him. <clears throat> excuse me we ask him questions we we want to know his opinion we want to know does he does he even care and it's like he's not even listening and so don't we end up being just like that young man we end up accusing god of not caring for us we end up accusing god of of not um not being there for us we end up accusing god of not loving us we end up accusing and we end up charging God falsely. That's what we end up doing. But the whole time, even though we may not, you know, we may not see it in terms of things in our lives, we may not understand. But guess who's watching over us the entire time? He is right. Just like that young lady showed her love uh, to that 19 year old man. And so what we want to do is we want to look at that topic of I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. You know, I'm not trying to hurt you at all. And so let's let's look at things from from God's perspective. And then by looking at God's perspective on things, this might help with your own personal relationships with people. And, and maybe we can, you know, reconsider um, some things as well. So let, let's get into this really quick. So let's look at things from from God's perspective and let's look at the account uh, of Job. So, again, with the podcast, we use. Uh, the scripture for all of our um, base, all of our knowledge, all of our springboards for our topics. The scripture helps with everything, and this is where uh, this is where we study from. All right. So again, like we always say, get your phone out, get your Bible out, get your tablet out, um, whatever. If you're listening on the radio while you're working or working out, check out these scriptures um, later on. But this is what we do with this podcast. We use the scriptures to help with our with our topics. So. You look at the book of Job and and you look at just let's read just verse number one just to get some background. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and was one that feared God and he eschewed evil. So you got to think about he was in a great situation. He was perfect, upright. He feared God and he hated evil. He eschewed it. Right. But then if you jump down to around verse nine. Then this is where Satan, he's walking to and fro in the earth and he sees Job and notice what he says here. Verse nine, then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear you for not? Haven't you made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he has on every side? And thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So essentially Satan saying Job is serving you just because you're protecting him. Job is serving you. Just because you put a hedge around him. So essentially Satan issues a challenge. Satan says in verse 9. Put forth thy hand now and touch all that he has. And he will curse you to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan. Behold all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. 
So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So Satan said, look, first of all, Satan said, why don't you take that hedge off and why don't you put your hand on him? But then God turns the tables and says, I want you to do it. He says, but do what you want, but don't kill him. So think about things from Job's perspective. What did Job lose? He lost his health. He lost his family. He lost his position. He lost his friends. He lost his finances. He lost all of that in one swift motion. <coughs> Excuse me. So he lost all of that. And so obviously the Bible talks about in the next couple of chapters that Job kept his integrity and never charged God falsely. But when things happen to us, if we make some personal application, when things happen in our lives in terms of um, maybe illness happens to us or a family member, uh, maybe heartbreak happens to us or a family member, uh, maybe physical pain happens to us or a family member, maybe spiritual pain happens to us or a family member. We think about those things and when those things hit our lives, just like all this stuff hit Job, most of us aren't like Job and I'm included in that. Most of us don't charge, you know, instead of not charging God falsely, we charge him. We say, God, why did you do this? You know, we, we, we blame him for the things that happen in our lives. But you think about this, was God directly inflicting this pain on Job? Yes or no? God allowed it to happen, but was he specifically pinpointing every area in Job's life and was God the one inflicting all this pain? No, God wasn't inflicting any pain upon Job. That was all Satan's doing. But, and again, this is, look at verse number uh, verse number 11 again. This is the goal of what Satan wants every Christian to do. Put forth thine hand now, touch all that he hath, and how does the end of the verse end in verse 11? And he will curse thee to thy face. Satan's ultimate goal for the trials, the heartbreak, the pain, the illness, uh, the hurt, all that stuff that happens in your life and in my life. Satan uses all of those for us to curse God to his face. He wants us to charge God falsely and he wants us to curse God, why did you allow this heartbreak to happen? I knew you didn't want me to find this. I knew you didn't want me to find love. So therefore, since you don't care about me, I'm not going to serve you anymore. Oh God, well, I knew you. Why did you cause this, this illness to happen in my life? You know, we end up choosing and we end up um, falsely accusing him. And so, but God's purpose for those things in our lives are way different than how Satan twists it. You see, God's purpose for heartbreak, for pain, for illness, that might be a part of his will for your life. Well, Jordan, how can you say that that could be, why would God make heartbreak? Why would God make pain? Why would he make illness? Why would he make that a part of his will for you? Like, it doesn't make sense. You know, I'm still working through that too. But I look at the life of Joseph. If if you were Joseph, and if God told you, if you were 17, if God told you, hey, in the next couple years, in the next 10 so years, you're going to become second in command in Egypt. 
what? That's amazing. I'll be second in command in Egypt. And remember, at that time, in Genesis, Egypt was a, a, the most powerful nation in the world. And so you're telling me that I'm going to be second in command in Egypt. God says, yes. Oh, perfect. But God says, this is what you're going to have to go through, though. <clears throat> you know, um, your family is going to hate you. Um, then you're going to be a slave. Then after you're a slave, then... Some important people are going to accuse you of doing things you didn't do. And then on top of that, then you're going to have to spend some time in jail. Uh, and then after you spend some time in jail, then you're going to help some people in jail. But then those people are going to forget about you and you'll spend more time in jail. Then you'll be second in command. Do we have a deal? How many of you guys are going to shake his hand and say, oh, yeah, I'm down. Oh, let's do it. No. But. God used all of those instances in Job's or in uh, in Joseph's life. He used all of those instances to help him get where he wanted him to be. You see, God uses trial, tribulation, heartbreak, pain. He uses that for our good. Remember in Romans chapter eight, when it talks about all things work together. For good, you know, all things in that verse means bad things in your life, too. So all things work together for good for them that love God or love the Lord. But Satan uses those exact things that the Lord uses to help you. Satan uses it to make you curse God to his face. And that's one thing that me personally, <clears throat> I've had to learn. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, a lot of times when things happen, the first person you want to blame is God. But one thing that you have to do, remember, just like that example we used before, when people just, uh, you know, like like when uh, when the girl left him, sometimes you, you want to find somebody to blame because it's this. It has to be somebody's fault. It's, it's got to be somebody's fault. And you want to find and you want to put blame on somebody so you can move forward. That's not how it works. And I've learned you can't you can't do that. You can't always try to find blame and you can't try to put it on somebody or put it on people. You have to just take it and go with it. And this is exactly what what Job did. And it's exactly what Joseph did. So <clears throat> now let's switch it and let's look at things from God's perspective. So. God is not inflicting any pain upon Joseph or Job. But Satan was allowed to do those things. And most of us curse God to his face. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever... Remember, we're talking about, I'm not trying to hurt you. I, I don't want to hurt you. Remember, we're talking about if you love something, you're going to protect it, right? You ever done something for someone that you really cared about and you knew exactly what you were doing because you could see the bigger picture. You could see what you were trying to do for that person. You can see that. But they couldn't see it. All they saw was the heartbreak. All they saw was the pain. All they saw was the physical hurt or the spiritual hurt. That's all they saw. But you felt those things and you saw those things too. But you you did those things in order to protect the person that you love. 
And so have you ever done those things to somebody that you loved? And then that person hates you for it? Or that person gets mad at you for it? How do you think God feels? I'm, I, I'm doing this to help Jordan. But all he's doing... See, remember, because God can see the bigger picture. Just like in Job or, and in Joseph and in Genesis. God can see the bigger picture. But when, when we feel that, that pain right now, we got to find somebody to blame. Right? And, and that's, that's not what God wants. And so you think about, try to think about things from his perspective. And sometimes <clears throat> you do things um, for people to protect them. And, you know, they might not understand now. They might under not, might, <clears throat> excuse me, they might not understand a year from now. They may not ever understand for a long time. But you see that you're trying to protect them. And all you can do is hope that one day they get it. All you can do is pray that one day they'll get it. Well, okay, so so here's the question. So so what can I do to really protect the person? So how can I how can I be there for my friends? I just have one big reason um how you can be there for someone. When you when you're not physically there, um when it feels like you're not there, you know when it feels like you're not there. Um, one way that you can be watchful over the people that you love when you know that you can't be there is being watchful over them through prayer. Well, how, how, what do you mean being watchful over them? Go to first Peter chapter three, first Peter three, um, verse number 12. And look at what the Bible says here about what God does for us. Now, remember, we talked about sometimes, doesn't it feel like God's not there? Doesn't it feel like sometimes God doesn't care? Doesn't it feel like God has forgotten us? Doesn't it feel like, you know, he's just, you know, your life compared to somebody else's, it's just not, it's just not the same. You know, sometimes it feels that way. But in 1 Peter three twelve, it says, for the eyes of the Lord, notice are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers notice how the bible phrases that it says his eyes are where over the righteous meaning he does see now let's 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 transfer this and let's make some application for us today <clears throat> think about your friends Think about those you care for. Think about um, your brethren. Think about think about all those people. Sometimes doesn't it feel like those people that we mentioned? Doesn't it feel like they're not there? Doesn't it feel like they don't care anymore? Doesn't it feel like um, you're not as important? Doesn't it feel like maybe you're forgotten about? It feels that way sometimes. I'm saying sometimes it does. Well, <clears throat> what do I do? You know, the, the thing that I like to do is there's people that uh, I pray for that I don't think uh, they know I pray for them, but that's kind of how I like it. 
um, I may not physically be there. And when I mean physically be there, I mean like my physical body being in the same general vicinity. Like I may not be there physically. I may not have the opportunity to um, to talk all the time. You know, I may not go to all the things I used to go to all the time. I may not do that, but I'm still watching over them. Just like I was there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm watching over them through prayer. And so I pray for people a couple times a day. Um, just, you know, to make sure that they're, you know, that they're okay. And so they may have, you know, my friends, they may have the concept that I have with God sometimes. Well, Jordan's forgotten about us. Jordan doesn't come to this anymore. Jordan doesn't do this. Jordan doesn't. They may have the same attitude that I have with God sometimes. Well, he doesn't care anymore. He doesn't, you know what I mean? He might have the same attitude. But just like God, what can I do for them? Just like God does for me. I'm watching over you. How? Through prayer. I might not be there. I might not be there physically, but I'm I'm there. I'm watching over you through prayer. And even if I was there physically, God can do way more than I could even if I was there. So I think I'm in the right boat here. Remember, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt you. Just like God's not trying to hurt me or you. But God is always watching. And so let, let's let's take this in the heart and let, let's look at things from God's perspective. And let's try to be uh, men and women that love the brethren and men and women that love God and watch over each other through prayer. Thanks, guys.